Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got on today's show. Saskatchewan's harvest is essentially wrapped up, while Manitoba farmers continue to make significant progress. More talk on Bill C-234 in the upper chamber. And four farm groups are calling on the provincial government to do an assessment on the proposed merger between Viterra and Bungie. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. While it's not exactly 100% complete, one could say harvest is basically done in Saskatchewan. The crop report has harvest at 95% complete, slightly up from 91% the previous week, but still ahead of the five-year average. Other than the odd field, producers in the West Central and Southwest are done for the year, while others are getting close. Farmers in the Northwest and Southeast are 93% complete, the Northeast 92%, and the East Central 90%. Provincial cereal specialist Matthew Struthers described this past week as damp. Some rainy days, some high humidity days, um, you know, dewy mornings uh, really slowed down progress. Uh, you know, pushed, uh, pushed most operations to start into the afternoon. Uh, so that just limited the amount of crop coming off. There were some showers in every region, including a few large ones, ranging from 30 to 45 millimeters. Struthers says this slightly increased topsoil moisture levels. Cropland topsoil moisture is sitting at 23% adequate, 52% short, and 25% very short, followed by hay and pasture land, uh, which is rated as 19% adequate, 53% short, and 28% very short. So we saw a small, uh, small improvement there, but certainly nothing to, you know, to suggest that we're out of the hole or you know, some producers are out of the hole that they're in when it comes to uh, moisture def- uh, deficits. Uh, we certainly need more before the, uh, the ground freezes. Uh, we'll need a good snowpack, and then we'll need a good uh, good spring as well. So I uh, got my fingers crossed. He says canola and flax are left to be harvested, and producers are hoping frost can stop flax from regrowing due to recent rains. So those who have some flax out there, uh, they know that once that flax gets a little bit of moisture, there's a lot of regrowth to it. It stays green. Uh, it just It just doesn't want to go to bed. Um, so that frost will come in, uh, kill that flax down, uh, you know, kind of get it ready to, to be harvested, and then they can, they can go out and send a combine through it. And, and a similar thing is with canola, as long as the seed is, um, 
is ripe. Sometimes the stems stay green for uh, quite some time afterwards, and, and that causes some issues. So that frost will come in, kill those stems, uh, make it a little bit easier for those combines to chew through it. So uh, producers, you know, at this stage are, are just hoping for something to come along and, and, uh, and get that uh, crop ready to go. Uh, the one thing they certainly don't want is, is some hail. Uh, and there was some hail this past week that uh, did damage uh, some standing crops. And that's certainly not what we want to see, you know, right near the end of the season. Wind, waterfowl and wildlife or other factors causing crop damage. Struthers says the wind is blowing swaths uh, around as well as shelling out crops and causing lodging. On the topic of crop quality, specifically hard red spring wheat, Struthers says it's above the 10-year average. Uh, And that came in at 57% grade 1, 37% grade 2, and 7% grade 3. these, you know, initial this this initial grade is a little bit lower than last year or than last year's and and the recent couple of years, but it is higher than the ten year average. So that's a really positive thing. Uh, the main thing that we're seeing that's caused the downgrading is you know the hot dry conditions across much of the province has resulted in in smaller seed, uh, and then also that late summer moisture. Uh, especially in the eastern half of the province, causing a little bit of issues with disease. So uh, nothing to be concerned about. Certainly good uh, good to see the quality as high as it is. Uh, and we're hoping to, uh, to see a little bit higher uh, in the next two weeks when we uh, ask again. This is the last crop report before the final one is released on October 20th, which Struther says gives them more time to gather information. Um, so next week we'll still collect information from our reporters, um, but it'll just allow us to uh, instead of you know instead of publishing one next week, it'll allow us to just compile all that information uh, and make sure we have a good uh, picture of the whole year, and then uh, produce that report for the following week. Matthew Struthers is a provincial cereals specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. You're listening to Saskag today. Up next is a look at how our counterparts in Manitoba are doing with their harvest. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The latest Manitoba crop report suggests harvest progress in the province is at 85%, which is well ahead of the five-year average of 73%. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin, and he focuses on the northwest region of the province. To pull into the lead for a change, uh, we are now at 86%. So it may only be 1% ahead of the, the provincial average, but we'll take what we can get. Uh, it's been a, a good week for harvest in the region. For the most part, there was a bit of moisture in the midweek and uh, more over the weekend, which kind of slowed things down. But overall, we're sitting at about 99%, which is kind of a way of saying that there's probably still a few spring wheat fields out there that are yet to be harvested, but kind of in that more or less done range. Same for barley and oats. Canola is about 85% done regionally. Of course, that's an average. Some people have been done for a week or more, and uh, you know some people are probably a little behind that. It's going to de- very much depend on when those canola fields went into the ground, but uh, 85% as, a, as an average. 
and soybean is uh, beginning, those acres are beginning to climb. So we see somewhere about half done, 45 to 50% done for the, for the region. And uh, the good news there is that we've also seen some of those soybean yields climb. Fry also focused on crop yields. For spring wheat, we see a kind of a wide range of uh, yield somewhere in the 50 to 90 bushels range. So again, that's going to be very much dependent on how much rain a field received over the, the season. The quality of the wheat uh, seems to be good for the most part, although there are some reports of lower protein. And canola yields kind of remaining in that pretty stable 40 to 55 bushel per acre range. Some reports have been coming in that producers, as they're dealing with some of the the later seeded fields, they're wrestling with green stems. So that's been a challenge as as they're trying to harvest some of those later seeded fields. And as I mentioned, soybean yields have been climbing. Last week, I reported somewhere in the 30s range, but this week we've seen um, yields of 45 to 50 bushels. So that's that's quite high and um, and encouraging for uh, producers to, to see those. What uh, has not been harvested so far is sitting in that R8 stage. So that basically means it's it's ready to harvest. And I think if we see some drier weather over the next couple of days, we'll probably see that percentage of harvested acres climb even further. He says it's too early to determine if the rain they've received over the past week will affect crop quality. It could be for some things if they've been lying in a swath for a while, but um, canola tends to be very resilient in a swath, so I think we'll we'll probably still see uh, those acres come off successfully. And, and I think it's also fair to say that a lot of the canola that's still standing is probably straight cut. So I don't know that we would see too much loss in quality due to to the rains. Fry says some livestock producers may still be trying to get a second cut of alfalfa. I suppose there probably have been uh, producers who are still out working. The The rain certainly would have made life challenging for a lot of people in our region. And, you know, we've uh, reports of producers who are either, you know, now as the as the grazing season kind of winds down, they're, they're either bringing them back to the yard for the winter or they're looking at supplemental feeding in the in the pastures. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll probably begin to see that uh, season wrap up, uh, except for the uh, producers who have late season grazing plans. You know, there's whether that be swath grazing or bale grazing and those sorts of things. He adds, the latest rain will help out pasture conditions heading into the fall and winter. Yeah, from the crop report, uh, province-wide, we see that uh, the pasture conditions are rated as fair, which is to say that you know they're not neither great nor nor exceptionally poor. There, there, you know, there was concern, especially as it was so hot and so dry during different periods of the summer, that pasture condition could deteriorate quite rapidly. But uh, this is thankfully uh, probably a, a well-needed drink of water for a lot of pasture across the region and. Um, allows them to go into the winter with their roots just a bit more recharged. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenville, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Rising interest rates are having little impact on Saskatchewan farmland values. Farm Credit Canada reports farmland values in our province rose 11.4% in the first six months of this year. That's the largest increase amongst all provinces. FCC says the market for available farmland is much smaller than the demand. Manitoba farmland values went up 6.4% over the same period, with Alberta at only 3%. The Ice Futures canola market hit its lowest levels in three months on the last trading day of September, but has since uncovered some support in the first days of October. Ken Ball of PI Financial in Winnipeg says canola has found a level where it's stabilized, but there's not a lot of life right now. He adds that all canola needs is a little spark, and it's just not getting it right now. With seasonal harvest pressure slowing down and crush margins historically wide, Ball expects canola futures could be due for a move higher. However, he adds speculators were still leaning on the short side of the market and showing a reluctance to buy. He says it will need some help from soybean oil to trigger a sustained rally in canola. However, while he expects that market should be stabilizing, recent losses in crude oil and diesel were bearish. The U.S. corn carryout for the 2022-23 crop year came in below average trade guesses, while soybean supplies were above expectations. That's according to the quarterly stocks report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture released Friday. There were 1.36 billion bushels of corn in storage in the country as of September 1st, which was down 1% on the year, and well below average trade guesses closer to 1.43 billion bushels. Of that total, 605 million bushels were stored on-farm, which was up by 19%, with off-farm storage down 13%, at 756 million bushels. For soybeans, ending stocks were pegged at 268 million bushels by the USDA, with 72 million bushels on farm and the remainder in commercial hands. That compares with the 274 million bushel carryout from the previous year and came as somewhat of a surprise to market participants who had generally anticipated a small downward revision from the 250 million bushels projected earlier in the month. According to British intelligence, Russia may use sea mines to target civilian shipping in the Black Sea, including by laying them on the approach to Ukrainian ports. In July, Russia pulled out of a deal that had allowed Ukraine to safely ship food products out through what is traditionally its main export corridor, Ukraine responded by setting up a temporary humanitarian corridor for cargo vessels, and several ships have left Ukraine's Black Sea ports since. Britain says its assessment of the intelligence was that Russia was seeking to target civilian shipping traveling through the humanitarian corridor in order to deter the export of Ukrainian grain. Last month, Britain accused Russia of targeting a civilian cargo ship at port in the Black Sea on August 24th in a missile attack it said was successfully thwarted by Ukrainian defenses. The Australian government says China is removing barriers to imports of hay from Australia, the latest step towards normalizing trade relations. 
China restricted imports of a range of commodities from Australia in 2020 after Australia called for an inquiry into the origins of COVID-19 but began to remove the barriers following a change of government in Canberra last year. Australian exports of commodities including barley, coal and timber to China resumed earlier this year but barriers remain on wine, lobsters and meat from some abattoirs. Chinese authorities had declined to renew permits for Australian hay suppliers. The statement says suppliers are now registered to sell to China, but some steps may still have to be finalized before shipments can move. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers. Winds from the northwest at 40, gusting to 60, then increasing to 80 kilometers an hour. Temperature falling to 3 degrees this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy, another 30% chance of showers. Winds from the northwest at 60, gusting to 80, then going down to 40 to 60 kilometers an hour and a low of zero. Tomorrow, clearing in the morning, northwest wind at 20, high of 8 degrees, the low plus 1. Sunny on Saturday, high of 20, the low plus 2. Sunday, sunny, high of 18, low 3 degrees. Monday, sunny, high of 18, the low 3 degrees again. Tuesday, sunny, high of 19, the low 2. And partly cloudy on Wednesday, 17 is the high. Normal highs for this period are at 14. Normal lows, minus 1. Sun rose at 7.05 this morning, and the sun will set at 6.28 this evening. Taking a look around the province, Nestevan and Weyburn, 8 degrees. Swift Current in Yorkton, 7. Saskatoon is at 6 degrees. The warm-ish spot in Saskatchewan is in Valmarie at 10.1. And the cold spot is in Buffalo Narrows at 0. In Regina, mostly, mostly cloudy. Northwest wind at 40 to 55 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 67%. Temperature 6 degrees or 43 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.1 and rising. In Moose Jaw, it's partly cloudy. West-northwest wind at 54 to 68. Temperature 8 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy. Northwest wind at 40 to 55. Temperature 6 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your egg news anytime at saskegtoday.com. Now, back to Saskeg Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. When the Commons Ag Committee sent the final draft of Bill 234 to the House earlier this year, it included an eight-year sunset clause. It was something that everyone around the table of the all-party committee agreed to, 
It basically said that as new technologies come online that could replace the use of fossil fuels for heating barns or drying grain, and not just experimental technologies, but real and marketable alternatives, the exemption from the federal carbon tax on propane and natural gas would drop away. A handful of senators with the Standing Committee on Agriculture believe that alternatives already exist, and so they're dragging their feet on this bill calling many of the same witnesses that already gave testimony on two different occasions over the past four years on the subject. Dr. William Lubitz, an associate professor of engineering at Guelph University, has been working on alternatives for grain drying in particular, focused mainly on electric heat pumps. Despite all of his research and all of his optimism, here was a comment he made to senators earlier today. We only identified two possible alternatives. Um, for energy supplies that were not fossil fuels, and that was biomass or biofuels or electricity, which is what we worked on with the heat pumps. I'll note both of those have infrastructure limitations on farms. You need to ensure supply, um, or you need enough electrical infrastructure to supply the electricity to run it. Um, and we also noted that development will take time. Uh, we've been working on this a number of years. We believe this technology has a lot of potential, and we will be able to commercialize it um, but we have multiple years to go before we reach a scale where farmers would be able to buy this sort of in quantity or in large numbers. That's Dr. William Lubitz from Guelph University. You're listening to SaskAg today. Up next is one of the four farm group leaders calling on the provincial government to do an assessment on the proposed merger between Viterra and Bungie. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Four provincial farm organizations want the provincial government to examine the proposed merger between Bungie and Viterra. APAS, Sask Canola, Sask Wheat, and Sask Barley have sent a joint letter to Agriculture Minister David Merritt making the request. This is APAS President Ian Boxall. We've heard producers' concern with this merger and with the lack of competition and all of that. And the province has kind of set a precedent in the past for you know, things that have a big impact on Saskatchewan, and this merger could have a big impact on Saskatchewan. So we're just asking that the government do their due diligence and have a little look into it. Boxall points to the province's examination of the 2012 Glencore-Viterra merger as a precedent, along with a 2010 proposed merger between Potash Corp and BHP Billiton, which eventually fell through. A recent poll of farmers found that well over 80% were concerned about a lack of competition if the Bungie-Viterra deal is approved. The fact that Bungie also has money in G3 starting to kind of get where there's not going to be much competition left. So it's got to ensure that producers' interests are looked after and ensure that we have adequate competition when we go to market again. Transport Canada and the Federal Competition Bureau are already examining the proposed merger. It was a warm, dry September, but there was some rain at the end of the month and into early October. This is Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang. Because that was such a well-organized weather system, it was uh, coming from the state, so kind of organized itself in Montana. So it was able to really tap into the 
really warm air to the south. And of course, warm air can hold a lot more moisture than cooler air. So some of the places in the southeast corner, we had reports of uh, uh, upwards of 30 millimeters of rain. Other places around 20 or so in the Saskatoon area came in around 25 to 30 millimeters. So almost everyone got in on the action. Much warmer and drier conditions are in store for the Thanksgiving long weekend. You're listening to Saskag Today. Up next is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Canola was the only one down, $4.50 to six sixty three seventy two a metric ton. Yellow peas is up five dollars to three eighty seven eighty nine. Number one red spring wheat is up six dollars and seven cents to three twenty six fifty two, and the rest were unchanged. Durham at five fourteen seventy four. Feed barley two seventy seven fifty eight. Chickpeas ten thirty six seventeen. Flax six eleven fifty four. Lentils eight fourteen fifty. Oats two ninety four thirty two, and feed wheat two thirty five forty six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up 13 cents at $7.24 a bushel. Coming up is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, here are the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of October the 4th. Lots of calves moving right now at every stockyards across Saskatchewan and Manitoba. This market was steady, but lower in some classes of cattle. Still a very good market to sell in. 3,300 head in the shorts with another 375 cows and bulls, a total of 3,675 going through the ring. These cows were a little stronger here yesterday, but were, bulls were steady. D1, D2 cows, 130 to 138, sales to 142, 143, D3 cows, 122 to 132. Older type, thicker, thinner, weaker, and blemished cows, 30 to 80. Cows are averaging 131. From all the way from weak Saskatchewan, 1,500-pound cows, they topped out at 145. Good bulls, 150 to 160, sales to 173, 174. Bulls are averaging 162. From that good Springside area, 2,100-pound exotic bull, topped out at 179.50. On to the pre-search sale. We had our Charolais Influence sale here yesterday. Listen up. 425-pound tansters, 501. The 500-pounders were 450. We had 63 Charolais, 575-pounders at 407. We had 104 black steers weighing 575. They topped out at 406. The 650-pound tans at 386. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers, 375. The black steers... At 780 pounds, they topped out at 365. Still a few yearlings around here. 850-pound yearling steers at 315. The 950s at 304. Onto the heifers. 425-pound tan heifers, 413. 500-pounders, 378. The 575-pound heifers at 357. The 650s at 331. And 710-pound heifers at 314. The yearling heifers, 750-pound heifers at 314. 850 pounders at 285 and 950 pound heifers at 273. Highlight of the morning 83 little steers, 335 pounds, they topped out at 541. 
some little heifers weighing 350. They topped out at 441. All in all, a good day. These last three days, we had some wet weather here. Just like to thank the Heartland yard staff for working hard to keep these calves nice and dry so they are presentable to the front row order buyers. Thank you, guys. You did a good job. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. And to everyone uh, celebrating Thanksgiving Day, enjoy. Have a safe, long weekend, everyone. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The latest pork prices are down a little bit to $208.08 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A new report by Deloitte Canada says the coming startup of the Trans Mountain Pipeline will help boost Canadian oil production to an all-time high, of 375,000 barrels a day over the next two years. That's more than the total amount of oil production added by the Canadian industry over the last five years. It also represents an 8% increase from the previous production high set in November of 2022. The Trans Mountain Pipeline is the country's only pipeline system that transports oil from Alberta to the West Coast. Tuesday's public offering of petroleum and natural gas rights in Saskatchewan netted the province just over $11 million. To date, the province has received over $48.2 million in revenue, more than the $34 million generated at this time last fiscal year. The Kindersley area generated the most cash flow, bringing in $5.8 million for 20 leases and two exploration licenses totaling 7,591 hectares. This was the fourth of six offerings, with the next one scheduled for December 5th. On the markets, the TSX is down 18 points at 19,053. The Dow is down 153 points to 32,976. Oil is down $1.56 at $82.66 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 72.90 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Thursday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.